Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode B043 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Pars. I will let you have that this time because this is a retrospective on series five. It is indeed. We're reaching into our own grimy Doc Pasts. So, <laughs> to my left is seated. Hi, it's Marie. <laughs> oh, that was really corny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, talk about retrospectives and you get all schmaltzy and sentimental. <laughs> Opposite her, bringing nothing but cold hard facts, is... Oh, hello, it's me, Pumpkin! <laughs> Sorry, I was... Mean. <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> and I'm Airy Fairy Drew back when. And we are your retrospecting trio tonight. Yes. So, so where do we want to start? I think we should start as the show's title itself starts with The Doctor. Because I noticed... Maybe you have two podcast land. Over many episodes in this series, we've got to the end and been like, oh yeah, Matt Smith was also playing excellently and we've just completely glossed over this in our quest to rip the show to pieces. And I think it's also worth talking about because some fans don't like Matt Smith. <gasps> what? They've expressed their opinion. Oh, yeah, no, yeah exactly. No. Don't be so shocked. Mm. It's a broad church, this podcast land. It's a, it's a broad church? <laughs> it's a broad church. <laughs> yeah. That's the expression yes. you're going with. It's a broad church, this... <laughs> well, uh, in the first episode. Well, I'm just thinking of David Tennant's detective really? show, Broad Church. Okay, no, just me. All right, fine. Carry on, Drew. I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. No, okay, no, sorry. I thought you were making a pun. No, yeah, exactly. No, I was like, it's a tenant pun, not a Matt Smith pun. In the first episode of this series, yeah. Amelia Bond. No. Oh. Someone actually from Broadchurch. Oh, oh, yes. Olivia Coleman. That's the one, Olivia there Coleman. We Already, we're not talking about Matt Smith again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's chronic. He, he does a good job leading the show, but somehow he doesn't attract our attention. It's, it's like just, a magic act. Because as soon as you said it, and I was just like, yeah, I agree. He's great. And I don't know what else to add to that. It's just he's, all, he's really good. <laughs> like, I think something that we may have been doing, it, maybe not actively, but something that we did during certainly the end of Tenant's run was talk about how much we were looking forward to Matt Smith and how much better he was than the end of Tenant's yeah. run anyway. Anyway. And um, maybe for that reason, we're now just sort of we we've, we ended up taking him for granted. Yeah, he so, so. he fits so well into the role that we don't even react. It's like, well, I mean, there are all these actors, and then there's the Doctor exactly, on screen. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, but can we break it down at all? Because there are going to be fans still screaming into their own ears, which I don't recommend for health reasons. Podcast line. <laughs> that. No, this is not how I feel about Matt Smith. Why do we feel this way about Matt Smith? What does he bring in terms of, you know, acting pizzazz or whatever? He brings wisdom. He feels like you believe he has the soul of a 900-year-old in the youngest face of the Doctor. That's interesting. Okay, it's is, is not that... where I would have gone, to be honest. Oh. But that's super... But, but I think yeah, he does, because he does the comedy stuff so, 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 so well. Like, he's yeah. brilliant with the comedy and his timing and everything. But um, when he does the serious moments... Like, that's when I think he really comes into his own. And it's so unexpected because it's such a contrast from when he is being all light and goofy and flopping his arms and his big bow tie around. And I don't know. I like that he can do both. He, well, he certainly can do both. Mm. But, okay, so how do you feel that serious Matt Smith rates against or compares with serious tenants? Or serious Eccleston. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. Eccleston seems so long ago. <laughs> I don't know. Just less mopey than Tennant, definitely. Less mopey than later Late Tennant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also a good point. Well, apart from later Rose. But oh. Never mind. <laughs> 
And later Martha? Oh, later Martha doesn't count. <laughs> she was mopey too. But the, the thing that I'm reacting to is, is your use of the word wisdom. He doesn't strike me as a wise doctor. He's, he's very bumble. He, he is a kid. He's like the child doctor in a way. Oh, this is where I wish I'd prepared for this because I'm sure there are <laughs> Likewise. points <laughs> is it, in his is, run. Is it perhaps that he has two sort of registers, frivolity and gravitas, and the writers of this series know exactly when to flip from one to the other? And he's well, they're certainly getting better at it than they were with Tennant. But yeah. also Tennant had those settings, didn't he? Yes. Um, Tennant... Why Why did I never buy Tennant's sort of authority in a way that I do buy Matt Smith's? Was it because of the sex appeal? Was it because they were also trying to sell mm. Tennant as a sex symbol? And there's no such thing going on with Matt Smith. Like when Matt Smith takes off his trousers in uh, the 11th hour, no one's going like, oh, that, that is super steamy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pause. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to this in a few minutes. <laughs> Make a note of the timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because they try a little bit to portray him as sexy, because obviously Amy thinks he's sexy. She's always throwing herself at him, but he doesn't... Yeah, but I, I, I yeah. interpret that as her being psychologically damaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, sure. <laughs> she was scarred as a child, yeah. and, and he somehow, even though she then got her parents back, he was a bit of a father figure to her, I guess, and mm, yeah. there's something really she weird and awkward bit. going on there. Um, but River, do, yeah. they, do they not have any sort of chemistry? Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah. But River also, I mean, she has chemistry with, I mean, at least in theory, all the doctors, right? Yeah. I just feel poor Matt Smith's at home sat listening to this going, am I not sexy, guys? No, no, Matt Smith is super sexy, but his portrayal of the doctor, yeah. sex appeal is not emphasized. Yeah. This is not about Matt Smith. Like, Matt Smith, uh, he looks super badass and is a very cool dude, but... Yeah, but Tennant was always walking around, not in the leather quite in the same way Eccleston was maybe but he he had a big swooping coat and an intense forward march and all that sort of thing what is Matt Smith doing better what is it what is this mystery that I can't break down it's beginning to rankle with me (laughs) because one of the things that annoyed me about Matt Smith consistently in the series and it's just starting to dissipate is when he would turn to someone and just scream at them just shout at them oh yeah oh the very abrupt shouting angry in the beginning wasn't he yeah Mm. and i believed that he was that angry but i didn't see the point to it but when tenant got angry or shouted i'm not listening or something like that it was more ridiculous we laughed every single time tenant was angry because it was just it was the you can dub it over with bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like opening his mouth bah, bah, bah. did you really buy matt smith's anger i never really did i think the first scene uh, the first episode when he he calls back the big eye monsters and he says no i'm not done with you that's quite kind of commanding and i think i bought that but it's all the times when he just explodes at Amy for no real reason. Mm. And he's just angry at her. And Doesn't she's... he explode at River for killing Amy at one point? As in, like, dooming Amy or something? Yeah. The Angel episode? Basically trying to re- recall our conversations about this. And there's, I'm sure there's one, one moment when we were just, like, wow. Mm. I, don't, like, I just don't buy it. He wouldn't be this angry at River. Yeah. And even if he were, he'd be more constructive. Well, he didn't. He didn't really know who she was at that point, so that yeah, also. that anger is normally reserved for someone that you care about more than someone that you've just met. Also but- true. Yeah, and the Doctor is supposed to be able to keep his head a bit more than yeah. he did yeah. in the first two episodes. Yeah. But do you think that they intend, because they have definitely written that out, he doesn't do that anymore, or do you think they realised it wasn't working, or do you think they always intended it to kind of peter out? 
I don't know. Maybe they saw the diminishing returns in it if they thought there was any value to it to begin with. Mm. I wonder if we were so ready for Tenant to be done because of the whole dragging on with Rose thing and the sex symbol thing that comes along with that. Matt Smith, because he's not reciprocating with Amy, mm. he's, he's, not, he's not incomplete, is he? He can carry an episode by himself and it doesn't, he doesn't need to look sadly at a picture yeah. to complete his his character for that episode because that was such a part of Tenants. So, yeah, that's thing. there's been a couple of episodes where Amy and Rory have kind of taken a back seat and the Doc's just had it on his own and I don't feel like I've missed them. Yeah, like in The Lodger. So is, yeah. is, is this just relief that a self-reliant Doctor has come along and Matt Smith mm. has enough pep and zing? But we had... Did, I'm sorry, wait. What happened to... Uh, what's the Diamond Planet one? Midnight? Midnight. What about that? Like, didn't Tennant prove that he's pretty good? Isn't that just relief that Donna was not there? Well, there was that as well. <laughs> but I feel like Tennant was fantastic in yeah, that episode. No, I mean, when he's having this sort of weird internal debate. But there was also a lot of Tennant that he was definitely missing a companion and lacking. And every time he was on his own, he was really sad about it. And every kind of companion of the week would yeah. comment and be like, oh, you need someone. You need someone to rein you in. You need someone to do this and be your xyz um yeah um matt swift doesn't have that yeah imagine if the ship at the end of midnight had headed back to the spa with the threats um defeated and in an ice mountain we'd seed an image of rose shouting silently doctor <laughs> then we'd go oh minus 2.5 yeah. for yeah okay sure for that one scene but <laughs> for the for the rest of it tenant was pretty good at carrying that episode on his own i yeah. think but but yes, you know, you're right. Maybe it's that we've only had one season of Smith um, so far, and we've already had two Doctor Heavy episodes, like two almost Doctor Solo episodes. Yeah. Very close succession as well. Like maybe maybe the production team or the writers and everyone is just, they feel like, yeah, maybe if we're a little bit more confident, we can do this now. But that doesn't necessarily have to be because Matt Smith's great at it. It might just be because, hey, thanks to Tennant, the show was super popular, so now we can play with this. Mm. We didn't really have the balls to do it before. I wonder if maybe also, I think RTD, there tended to be a more diffuse nature to his stuff. You know, there was, there was Rose, there was Mickey, there was Captain Jack, there's a whole bunch of people. Amy, yes, is in most of this series. Rory is actually in surprisingly little mm. of it. I think maybe Moffat is just better at writing a singular dominating character like Sherlock, for instance, and the Sherlock parallels are only going to get more obvious as we go along. And yeah. indeed, in the second episode we'll be reviewing tonight. Yes, yeah, exactly. Isn't that going to change with season six? As in Rory's role? Is that is that not going to change? I think this Ro is a one-season thing. And River both become a lot more prominent, don't they? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah River as well. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting. Let's try and hold this in our mind and see if it changes. Yeah. 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 Which brings me on to my next topic. Oh, let's hear it. Which is that I had never seen most of this series. Mm. Oh, yes, of course. So, in a way, my memories of it can't be revised very much. And yet I am going into series six with a completely different conception than I had before. I.e. Amy's much more annoying than I thought. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, and so on. And, and I, I don't know how I watched s series six originally and liked it as much as i did it's it's like yes they used to be awful but we've hidden that under the rug i i, I seem to buy into the hype that wow this is a new golden age of doctor who we're entering what do you guys think about how watching it again compares to how you saw it the first time i think the first time around i adored amy i still i really, really loved the story the whole like amelia pond the little girl and the whole evolution i thought was wonderful and i remember like the second viewing just going 
oh she's so annoying why didn't i notice this the first time around and i do think you just you get swept up with the story and you kind of it's only when you watch them kind of in quick succession that you realize all these annoying things that she does um i wonder if series six it is toned down a lot more because rory's more prominent and like leon was saying they hold they're this like the epitome of like true love and they're the solid couple that will last forever and nothing can break them apart and you know he's the guy that waited he's a centurion uh wait how many thousand years for her however however long yeah two thousand um, years roughly and, uh, yeah, one, yeah. 102 ad until now yeah 1908 years all right uh, um nice but yeah i don't know whether that's more established in series six I can't remember. I think Amy's been a bickering, discordant presence for most of the series. We've had flame-haired companions before, but never one who's strident and irritating. As such, I think this series suffered from a lack of continuity. Wholeheartedly disagree. I mean, looking at it now, it seems a fairly unlikely legend for them to embody. (laughs) (laughs) Rory, yes, but Amy? Wildly miscast. Mm. Yeah, agreed. I mean, looking at the actors, by the way, they've—I mean—they've both gone on to do stuff. Mm. One in the Marvel universe, and the other in the DC universe. Um, really, Rory pops up in DC, doesn't he? Isn't he? In, it, am I wrong in thinking this is DC? Maybe I'm—I know very little about DC. I'm not saying I wrong. know I just did very little about superheroes in, in general. But he's the time traveling, like basically the time lord. In uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is uh, oh, Marie, put it on your watch list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will. I'm gonna say it's. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's DC because I think it's blatantly trying to rip off uh, Avengers, or maybe it was the other way around back in the day. But it also has like they also have a sort of an Ant Man and sort of a, an yeah. Iron Man and someone with wings and whatever. And then there's this dude who travels. He's like a time space detective or i don't know i've never watched this shit but like it, it, it's him so he's yeah. now the doctor of his own show mm. and it, she went on to be this mute action hero in the marvel universe mm. nah. i know he commands more gravitas he's and he's done better like, actor <laughs> like london <laughs> theater as well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, we've seen him in a few... Th- we saw him at the Globe, actually. Um, oh, wow. Which was amazing. He's done the Globe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did... He was uh, Mephistopheles in Faustus. Oh, holy smogaroonies and cheesecakes. Mm. So, yeah, he Marlo. definitely... Like, mm. he had such a stage presence as well. Like, I, ju- I am so in love with him. I think he's such a fantastic actor. I don't know whether that sways my opinion of Rory. Um, but, yeah. Don't sell Karen Gillan short. She played a purple ball of seething rage in, <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's the that's the mute action hero I was thinking of. Like, oh, oh, wait, and now she's another action hero in Into the Jungle, Jumanji reboot, whatever. Oh, it doesn't she matter. Is. Yeah. Criticize when your movies have grossed two billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen Gillan, where's your podcast where you're talking about a franchise someone else created about their relationship? I would have to echo both of you. Like, that, that's the one surprising realization the first time I watched this. I don't remember ever noticing that she was such a terrible girlfriend to Rory. Um, uh, uh, that she just that she I didn't I did not remember at all that she had this weird sexual chemistry yeah. with the doctor. I completely blanked that out. I sort of wonder whether the first time I watched this, I was um, much closer to her age and single and like didn't have. Uh-huh. Like, is this how you used to treat men, Marie? Well, no, but like, didn't have a concept of like, um, like a long-term partner to kind of play it off again. And so I don't know whether it just didn't occur to me that that was... 
I don't know that's just how people were um and it's only looking back now like I'm obviously in a long-term relationship and how she treats Rory and I kind of look to Jim and I think oh my god I could never do that to you that's awful and without that context it didn't it didn't seem as bad maybe I don't know well I don't I don't I don't know I I distinctly remember thinking those two were such a lovely couple (laughs) 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 which is which is clearly wrong but I assume that that's something that they then maybe because they they're receiving all these notes from the BBC or from the audience that from season six onwards they actually change that yeah. and they fix it. I mean now they're married, so maybe there's going to be less of the fuck you, Rory. I'm going to try to bone down with the doc. Mm. Uh, but and maybe Rory gets a little bit more agency. I hope I, so. I saw, yeah, I think, he I should, he and a little more family. Well. Also, yeah, I mean, you you want him to have maybe... Well, actually, hang on. We don't really have a family or friends or anything else that anchors her. It's not like uh, Clara, who had Pink, for example, yeah. who then also actually ended up being a companion of sorts. But like, and it's not like Martha, who had Reggie Yates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Wilf, who also ended up being a companion. Oh. <laughs> Can't Wilf be related to all of them? Oh. However distantly, I don't care. <laughs> Mash that family tree together. <laughs> Is there anything about this season that stands out to you episode-wise? Is there a particular episode that stands out as just exceptional? I do, I do think the first episode was such a strong opener um, to, because, like, the new Doctor, the new companion, the whole, like, it's such a fairy tale. Like, I think it started on such a high. And I do always, if someone's never watched Doctor Who before, I always say to them, start here. Oh, that's you don't one. have to go right to, back to Eccleston and watch it all from the beginning. Start with Matt Smith. Or Hartnell, even. Well, yeah. no, sorry. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> beginning of New Who. Um, but yeah, start here. And if you like it, go back and watch more. But yeah, sure. I think that's such a strong opener. Paul McGann is screaming, where's my beginning? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't on that review. Uh, you weren't in that episode, were you? The eleventh hour. Was I not? I've not written down a score for you. Oh no! Hang on, I'm going to double check it. I'm really sorry if you were. I'm not going to bother with a best of, worst of. I'm going to rank my top three Rory deaths of the series. <laughs> top three Rory. De- How many were there? Well, in third, three. In third place, <laughs> there's Auton Rory. Okay. Because he essentially gets wiped and then immediately replaced with mm. with um about to marry Amy Rory. So there's there's very little sadness there. In second place I'd say um tendrils of time Rory. Okay. Oh no, that's quite heartbreaking, isn't it? So uh, the hungry earth, cold blood, cold blood. Yeah. It's it's fairly heartbreaking, but then it's sort of like Ah, we could lose Rory, but shit, if we lose the TARDIS, then we're really in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and the first one, I thought the first one was the most heartbreaking mm. when... Um, oh, Amy's Choice. Yeah, and it also had the most effect on Amy. Yeah. I.e. any effect on Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to commit suicide by driving 10 miles an hour oh. into this wall. Yeah. And that was the, f- the only one where you kind of felt like it could be real because all the rest by the time he's died the third time you're like oh whatever it's rory he's coming back yeah (laughs) we start buying it by then literally diminishing returns (laughs) yeah (laughs) and at that point we also know that like there's no changing her demeanor Mm. that that first incredibly powerful scene made not a dent in her character Mm. five minutes later she's already growling at rory and not in the good way (laughs) yeah uh, if you had been on the 11th hour, what would you have given it, Marie? Oh, I don't know. What did you guys give it? Scores. We yeah. both gave it a 4.5. I think I would have gone higher. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
At least 4.6, maybe 4.7. Okay, can I just have... I've got all of our scores in front of me. Yeah. The highest score that you gave of the ones that you participated in was Vincent and the Doctor. Yeah. 4.7. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have been there. Why don't you wait for me, guys? (laughs) I'm sorry. Guys, you're so mean. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway. But no, well, they're the two... They are the two, like, standout episodes for me, Vincent. um, You also gave The Big Bang 4.6. I know, you... you so did I. ...coerced me into that one. <laughs> you guys, you <laughs> Do you have any regrets, by the way? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you guys went crazy in that episode. It was like you had joined a star cult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving 11th Hour 4.7. Vincent and 11th Hour are the best episodes, closely followed by... Big Bang. Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there were some terrible episodes as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was actually just looking at your lowest score. What, lowest? what would it, what would it, what would you now, in retrospect, give the rate the lowest? Wait, I'm just gonna look at a list of episodes so I can remind myself. Okay, while you do that, Drew, best episode this uh, this season. I'm gonna say Eleventh Hour, and okay. I'm gonna say the worst is Vampires of Venice. Oh, that is terrible. Oh, it's, that is pretty bad. I, I think the Silurians <laughs> add up cumulatively to be a worst waste of time. Oh. <laughs> like an hour and a half, you'll never get I'm back. deserving of a two-parter. It's, it's yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's not great either. <laughs> What's your worst? My worst, numerically, as in the, the one that I actually no, gave the worst score. Like thinking about the whole series now, retrospectively. Yeah, stop being a robot. For in this minute. retrospective. <laughs> um, Data records indicate. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to go with Silurians as well. Mm. That's not the one that I gave the lowest score. It, I gave the lowest score to Vampires of Venice. What did I give the lowest score to? Vampires of Venice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 0.8. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's so mean. You also gave Victor of the Daleks 0.9 <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that one <sighs> I, now in retrospect oh sorry Drew go ahead sorry I was, I was just going to say Vampires of Venice was can be high crap whereas the Silurians was just flat out unenjoyable mm. yeah weirdly okay so Silurians what was that that was Hungry Earth and Cold Blood mm. oh no sorry I was looking at the wrong line yeah yeah no they're both shit <laughs> <laughs> Eleventh hour, I think, is the best one as well. Mm. Yeah, even though I gave Big Bang a slightly high score. Yeah, Drew, what do you Sorry, think? Sorry, regrets. Really? Yeah, slightly. Mm. This was super fun. Very much looking forward to season six now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I actually oh, realised yes. that this is when the Doctor gets properly moody woody. Not series seven. I'm moody woody. As the website has said <laughs> for about three years. I got wait what? Out by a year. Wait what? Yeah. Wait, what is the website? I've been a fan for longer thing? than I thought. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. This love minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. Well, we did in our last recording, which was what? Whatever that was. Oh, Big Bang. We said, well, if anyone out there might want to uh, send in a little review of season five as a whole, please feel free to. Looking at you, Trenton. Yeah. <laughs> With good reason. Yeah, Trenton had already hinted uh, via email to us that he wanted to do exactly that. And so we have Trenton's season five overview right here. That's S5 with two S's. <laughs> Trenton begins. Series 5 was an interesting little thing. 
well, not as little as the series currently are, and will be, ten episodes, ugh. Anyway, it was full of whimsy <laughs> and magic. We got Van Gogh, Silurians, Daleks, the Paradigm Daleks are awful though, and so much more this series. Matt Smith's Doctor was soon a fan favourite. He was the Doctor who made bow ties cool again. Oh yeah. For many in America, he became the Gateway Doctor after filming in America for Series 6. But we'll talk about Series 6 later. Amy and Rory are a great TARDIS team. It's the first time we've got a married couple in the TARDIS. The return of River Song was well done, and pretty much every story clicked with me. I say all of them clicked, but in reality, there is probably one episode that didn't do it for me. The Lodger wasn't great. What? Yeah. <laughs> it has its moments, but it's just the Doctor hanging out with James Corden for an hour. Then timey-wimey stuff happens, and the Doctor needs to save the day. Unlike every other Doctor Who episode ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to say, this, this is one that I miss, but I, I I didn't love it as much as you guys did. Oh, really? No, I think I would have been a lot lower had I had actually been on that episode. Yeah, I just yeah, checked so 4.6, 4.1 for me. Yeah, yeah. that's very high, guys. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, what did Trenton think? Series 5 is probably the better season starring Matt Smith than Series 6 and 7. Oh, no. I love this series, and it's why Matt Smith is one of my favourite Doctors. So my average rating for this series is 3.31 out of 5. It's <laughs> very specific, Trenton. <laughs> Definitely Matt's highest rated season by far in my eyes, oh. with many stories ranking in the mid to high threes. Next time you hear from me on New Who, I'll be taking a look at the Doctor's Wife. See you then. Okay, cool. See you then, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Trenton. Awesome stuff. Trenton can be followed on Twitter. He is at Trenton Bless. That is blessed with two what, Drew? S's. That's right. Check out his overview on whobackwhen.com. He also lists, and we neglected to read out, the individual scores that he's given every episode of this season. And that's it. That is it. Ah, oh, ever so soon. I know. <laughs> oh. And this I, is after we strung it out for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a little worried if season six is not as good as season five. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Trenton, I hope you're wrong. How can it not be? He's got a Stetson. Yeah, he's got a... Oh, yeah. Oh, he goes to the States. I forgot that it's that Mm. one. There are a couple of episodes there that are absolutely awesome. Yeah. Okay, but okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to it. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Would you like to follow us on Twitter? You can. Drew, you're online, right? Yeah, I can be found in all good Tweety Book shops. (laughs) (laughs) At Drew back when? (laughs) And I am at Pumpkin. Feel free to say hello. Uh, You can follow us collectively at Who Back When. Rock on. And cha-chao. Bye-bye. Toodles. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome! High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it, we're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao ciao. Who back when?